0: Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: hello everyone welcome to the lights at midnight podcast my name is chastity and i'm here with my co-host emily the fine art medium <laughs> <laughs> and we're two mediums um, that specialize in the paranormal our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night that's why we call this podcast lights at midnight short for lamp lamp ding you know spirit did something there when they helped me like pick out this name because i was like hmm i was going through we were going through names back and forth and we've said this before but i still think it's very cool that the short for our like the initials for the podcast is lamp because lights uh-huh get it okay corny joke for the wait
0: day. i have something to say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna build a picture for you right now imagine you're in your room and it's dark and there's no lights right and all yeah. of a sudden, you see this silhouette of a figure, right? Yeah. And then a, the, he's holding a light and he flicks that on. And he goes, hello, daddy. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? Okay, no, I'm good. I'd be like, turn that shit off and get out of here. Hello, daddy. <laughs> I'd be like, get out of here. I ain't gonna throw salt at it and go back to sleep. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck up that's kind of done that before actually like true true story like there's something like manifesting over in my corner which I used to think and I'm not sure but I felt like there's some type of energy portal over there and it's probably because the mirror that's over there that's been here since i moved in and my ex-husband bought it for me so it's probably seen all kinds of crazy stuff and like something was like moving around in my corner energetically I could see it and I used to see a lot of lights and I finally just got mad and started throwing salt over at it <laughs> corner i'm like be gone i'm tired of you you know so yeah there's some uh, weird stuff you get into i haven't had
0: that. anything like manifest in my room as of late because i've Maybe. adopted the f- of just saying hello daddy and i think it's just like not it doesn't bother me anymore
1: right yeah you get to a point in this work where you know you you can still have the shit scared out of you don't get don't get me wrong but when you see so many things like as far as full body apparitions and even like lights I have not been seeing them in my house over the last little bit and I don't know if it's something to do astrologically or whatever but if I go out in public that's different like there's been times where as a medium a psychic medium you go through well it's not everybody but you go through like these points and peaks just like a vibrational wave you go through time periods where you see more like things with your eyeballs then sometimes you see it more with your eyes closed sometimes you might not be as you know intuitive as you was the week before and that has a lot to do with the astrological situations and stuff going on too personally my belief is you know with all the planetary energies and how all those magnetic fields react with each other and blah 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 blah. but yeah it's interesting
0: yeah some weeks or months I feel like I have no abilities and then some months I'm just like oh my god look at this look at this look at this look at this and it's just ongoing
1: yeah and it has a lot to do with your astrological placements and your natal chart and the transits that are happening in my personal opinion and you know i get to the point where i feel like i haven't like read anybody in two weeks and i get all like i'm not psychic anymore and then somebody asks me a question and i'm like oh yeah yeah that's that's your grandma so you're like cooking fucking cookies over there and shit so you're good <laughs> we're good. Yeah. She said hello and she loves you. Okay. And that's, that's kind of how it, it goes in the uh, world of being a psychic medium. Now I know some mediums like, you know, they're always on point, but it's because I think they've reached that level of like, they constantly have clientele or they constantly just in it every single day. And I give myself breaks because I try to stay, you know, grounded as much as possible. And sometimes you just need those breaks
0: yeah and if you have any health problems you want to take those breaks give your body a break too because you don't want it to interfere but also when you are not feeling well negative things tend to take advantage of those ailments
1: but yeah you get to a point like when you're down and you know you might feel a little depressed or whatever It and even if you get used to seeing things with your eyeballs or your mind's eye whichever um you might still see those and they don't bother you, but it'll start messing with your head. It'll try to get in your head. you like, you're not worthy of the what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're not helping people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that will try to get in your head that way. And that's where the intrusive thoughts come in when you know they're not of your own. But anyways. I was
0: having that situation like today because of this person I was trying to help. And I was like thinking, oh my God, I feel like shit. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to get in the way of my clairsentient thing because my health thing is going to take over and I'm not going to be able to tell what this person's feeling because I feel like crap. But then I was still able to nail it 100 percent.
1: Right. Yep. it's like, oh, yeah, I feel it. It's like you get on call with them. Yep. I feel it. Damn it. Oh, God. Yeah, I feel it. (laughs) I'm back, bitches. I'm back.
0: No, see, what I tend to do now is I write everything out. I'll take a picture of it and, you know, I'll do everything in a voice message and stuff that way. And I'll let them then when I'm done, tell me if I'm right or wrong, because then if I have any space in between, then the doubt sets in.
1: Right. And I prefer to do that as well when I'm channeling in relatives. Like I know some people like to do it live on video and stuff like that. And I can, but I just tend to get more information if it's just me and you know, channeling in through my clairsentience and visions, clairvoyance in my hands. So and then I sometimes will get feelings like my clairs- uh, clair uh claire not clairsentient, I'm sorry, but um claircognizant. and then my clairsentience has been kicking in lately when i have like a client to deal with so um it's very interesting i like doing it that way too so, well do you want to talk about your experiences first before i talk about the uh squid experience you want to we got to tell people actually what we did
0: oh yeah well my experiences have been all over the freaking place. Please, <laughs> I mean, I text you my dream log every freaking day, and you're like, the fuck are you on, dude? The,
1: They're jacked up on, like, Benadryl, whether you took Benadryl or not. Like, your dreams have taken Benadryl sometimes, it seems.
0: hmm So, why don't you go first? Because I have to go through my phone and scroll and scroll and scroll, because I have three years to scroll through.
1: Yeah, because it's something, it's something every night, I swear. It's interesting, though. It's good that you feel well enough when you wake up to start typing i'm like fuck my life i need a cigarette oh trust me when
0: i go back and read it some of it's incoherent and i have to retype it
1: (laughs) (laughs) right well okay so me and emily decided to kind of go back into um, the situation that we spoke of last week the opening like you know situation we talked about where i went into like a realm jump is what i'm calling it and i went to visit emily on her birthday um astrally and i saw this crater this red yellow and orange crater in the center of her stomach so um me and em have talked about like her health and how certain things you know just kind of come in a repetition because she is very clairsentient and her being so clairsentient allows her to pick up on a lot of different things so being clairsentient it's going to be coming in in my opinion through the solar plexus so that is where this um this image i saw on her is located so we were able to well i was able to come in and basically use my healing energy because it was just a test like this can't be validated of course this is an astral experience we can validate other things we do just not this well em felt bad and she was off work and we both were up and we both decided to go into a meditation and see if there's anything that could be potentially around emily that's causing her these um, some of her unexplained health issues She's had issues with her stomach for a while now and has not been able to figure anything out. That's all I'm going to say because, you know, it's her business, but just know that her belly's been bothering her. And when I went in, um, first and foremost, and i gonna try to remember this because my notes are on my what I'm recording on. So I'm not going to pull those up, but basically ended up going in to like a vision and I come to her room she's laying on her bed flat on her back is how I see it and initially I see like a shadow being walk in and the shadow being I end up using a technique that she has been using in her house which is like a golden tornado and this is all envisioning work like this is how things happen when you do these types of things um I know it sounds crazy and weird, but it's just how this works. So I push this thing outside and shut the door out of her front door. Then I come back in and I start to focus in on her healing energy. So I start using between prayer and different things. I've put my hand like basically on her stomach and have benevolent being I felt a benevolent being with me that did the same thing I saw it like a duplicate action through my um I guess you could say prayers and then all of a sudden everything went like black and I come out of it for a bit and I wrote down what I had experienced um and I had I told Emily this but then I went back into it because you know she was still trying to rest and just kind of like meditate and whatnot to see what she could get. And um, I come back into it. And I started to notice, like, I can't remember exactly how it happened. But that crater in her stomach, there was, I know this sounds really, really strange. But it literally formed an eyeball. Like an eyeball is like if it, like in the outside of it, it come to like the front of the hole so it was like it rolled from the back of its quote head I'm like at this point I'm like okay I've taken some Benadryl like this is this is crazy and this thing like comes out and it's got tentacles and they some are longer than others and I'm like what in the hell and I, like, put some glowy energy around it, and it rolls away into the dark, and it's, like, looking, but it's not, this is not to per se that it's been removed, but I think, I think I finally isolated what could be causing some of her pain, and that, you know, I have a hard time accepting this, but it, and I mean, it could be valid, it could not be, like, this is the point where I, this is one of the things I've actually doubted myself on, and for, you probably can tell why. The listeners can probably tell why because it's like way out there. But I went back into it and I saw a, like a group of people standing around Emily's bed and they were people. And some of them were dressed up in like the 1940s or the 1950 styles and the rest of them were blurry, which was interesting. And I'm hearing like the knocking at the door still mm-hmm. um, where like I put this shadow being thing that was standing there, which we're going to get into that um, with this episode and, yeah, I, that's basically the last thing I remember um, visually seeing in my mind's eye. And then I was writing down about, it was like 9.22 a.m. And mm-hmm. I told Emily, um, I feel like you're being pulled into sleep. And then I start, well, no, I started getting the vision of a long hallway um, and a bunch of doors opening as like a white hallway. And as you go towards the end, of it, it just gets pitch black. And I'm like, yep, she's being pulled into dream world. Because I see a lot of doors associated with her energy and this, like, ability she has to kind of, like, manifest portals that we're saying. So this is all theoretical, but it's very interesting. And, you know, it kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about today, which I'm sure from the title you have seen, but we actually didn't formally tell you. We're going to be talking about what is considered darker or malevolent spirit beings and entities. So this is the second part to our an exploration into the realms of spirits. Mm-hmm. So um, this is we're going to be talking about the darker stuff. And if anybody's seen our um, social media posts, posts, it was pretty neat. So we kind of really getting into this because this is like our bread and butter. So
0: so while you were seeing the different people around me, at the same time, I had been envisioning my spirit guides also helping me. And um, Jesus and archangels and stuff trying to help me. And and it's interesting you mentioned the, the females dressed in those clothes because I've had females dressed in like long skirts and stuff with buns, like formal buns and stuff in their hair, help me with darker stuff
1: and trying to get dark energy out of my body wow okay so I don't I didn't you didn't tell no. me that know, that's cool I'm glad because I'm glad we saved some of this stuff for validation or like mm-hmm. wow factors you know for us at least it might not be to everybody else but I think it's pretty neat so
0: <laughs> while I was okay so now we're at the part where I'm getting pulled in because I'm trying to f- like focus on getting this stuff out of me too and it's making me go to sleep like it's not a choice for me to go to sleep it's forcing me to go to sleep So as this happens i start having this dream it's like a dream combined with an actual experience of course and this is funny and this isn't not for clout this is literally what happened i saw uh, metapsychics there in my dream <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm not kidding i saw livin m but mostly m she was there can I pause you for one second? Just one second. Yeah. Because if we're gonna say this, then we have to say it all I know this sounds crazy. Metapsychics is never going to hear our stuff, possibly. But we have been having dreams, like different type of astral experiences, talking to them. And I think it's very interesting. Like I had a full fledged, like real deal last dream. I sat down and had a conversation with them. And it's, you know, we like, you know, em and Live and we really like what they do, but I wouldn't consider us, you know, we're fans, but we're not like super geeky fans. So this is what makes it really weird is like, we enjoy their work, but why do, Why are they in our dreams? Anyways, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're right. And I've had like four or five, maybe even six dreams with them in it in the last few months. It's friggin' weird because I don't binge I've their stuff. I've had at stuff. least two. I don't binge their stuff. But like I do watch their stuff. So I just want to point that out too. But so yeah, I the this dream astral experience that was going on at the same time. Because I can be on the astral realm and then also be in a dream dimension simultaneously Have happened before. But so um it starts off with me sharing my decks with M. Because <laughs> I know she collects some decks, and so we're starting off with that. And then we started sharing our experiences about some egyptian gods which is random i know but like i don't typically study egyptian gods not yet like i want to but not right. yet but so this is where kind of it gets weird and the dark figure i wanted like cuz you were seeing a dark figure and i'm wondering if this was had to do with it but so i see um this male and female spirit or entity what have you the male one is giving jackal vibes and the female one is giving snake vibes um they are both surrounded in dark energy and like dark smokiness um there's a guard walking around and this thing looks like a shadow person but like a shadow person made out of smoke so i don't think it's a true shadow person it's just an entity that appears as something negative and it's coming in this form and so, yeah, this guard is made up of black gray smoke and is holding a spear. I'm at the top of the stairs and he sees me. He grabs me. And this is where I think, too, I might be pulled in and you're seeing me get pulled in. And he throws me to the ground and starts questioning why I'm here. And, of course, I'm just like, I don't friggin know. I'm just like here. And these, I'm putting, um, I'm saying this without saying they're Egyptian gods, but they look like they could be. So I'm not going to say they're Egyptian gods, but they took the form or appearance that they look like they could be Egyptian gods. And they did not feel good. They felt very evil and low vibrational and just gave me um the EBGBs and just that like danger response of I need to get the heck out of here. And they both had black auras and my immediate reaction was nope
1: <laughs> right yeah that's that's crazy cuz i mean the, what i saw was a shadow person like we actually are going to talk about shadow people today and it's interesting the evolution cuz i actually did the research for shadow people so emily probably is aware from her experiences but what i have to say about shadow people it might validate some of this so and we haven't i mean we've had access to each other's notes but as far as like reading reading each other's notes we have not done we just kind of looked at titles and structure mm-hmm. but yeah that's crazy
0: so to continue i start walking down the stairs um, of this house and see something male crab walking up the stairs Ew. yeah and it was all creepy and stuff i was like no 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 so i get downstairs and this dude wants to talk and lecture me about something and then m from Metapsychic sees that and that she sees that i'm uncomfortable and gets out of the conversation and then i meet both of them M, and live upstairs and like i said they have no idea this is going on like they don't even know we exist probably but anyway
1: yeah so i'm well, we, uh, we both talked to them on separate occasions so they know uh, of our existence but not of our true essence yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it is interesting how they keep popping up and it's interesting how all that happened and like because you were like i even docked it at like 9 22 a.m because that way we could go back and validate like yes I was going to sleep I'm pretty sure you were going to sleep at that point so there's some relevance to this experience
0: yeah and that pretty much ends that experience
1: yeah and the only thing that I can tie into it and that I didn't until like a day after so two days later the next night after we did all this I had a dream that I was a woman um from like that was at least born in like the 1910s 1920s but I was like somebody else and it it wasn't myself but I was experiencing somebody else's life and war and I did not live here in America I had to have lived overseas in Europe somewhere and I guess and Russia I know because all the stuff going on with Russia too it's quite interesting I hadn't even been watching anything on you know the internet about it but i had a dream like there was a 20 year long war so um i don't know if it has anything to do with the world wars maybe i don't know but um it was almost like russia come in and invaded their village or town because they were farmers like i was living this girl's life farming like everything and experiences she had i had as well and eventually um, and she was like uh, eventually she was everything got better um I know this sounds really strange, but the Russia, the country, started like helping rebuild the community because they were kind of forced to uh, submit or whatever. And my last uh, memory I had is I was in a train station and I had on a similar outfit to like what I saw one of the people wearing in Emily in that vision I had with Emily because I did not go to sleep I was actually awake the whole time I went to sleep like later on but not during the experience and the next day it may or may not correlate but um I, I remember even looking down like at my watch as in a, like a fancy train station and I could see what I was wearing um mm-hmm. but it wasn't me you know uh maybe that was one of the people around your bed I thought I don't know but anyways
0: so okay this morning when I got up to go potty and then go back to bed um so I was still in that in-between state because I was not fully awake but you know in the bathroom so I was awake but I did see tentacles (laughs) because I was yeah I was in the bathroom with my eyes closed because I was falling asleep and I saw tentacles, and then I saw what looked like a frog.
1: That's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that before, no judgment. Like, so tired, you go take a piss, and you're like, yeah. oh, shit, I'm to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of strange, I will say. And you're saying you saw it in your mind's eye, of course. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't tell you yeah. that, because that happened today. No, also... Yeah. So, one thing I've noticed too, like when I have any ailment things going on, so like my stomach, I'll have dreams or astral experiences in correlation to that pain. So, and because this pain has been really bad and it's been happening for a while, I wanted to share an experience that I had, which is interesting because it kind of correlates to the stomach thing, but also to what you said about a dream where you were somebody else cuz in this one I was somebody else but okay I was um looking through the eyes of a young boy that might have been like 8 or 9 years old who was at school and um children kept getting sick so people were vomiting and stuff all over the place the person I was looking through um was also sick but his did not last as long and these children were dying like I don't know. It was just whatever illness they had. It was like a pandemic. But they would be throwing up and coughing. And this yellow ooze would come from their nose. And it Ugh. it was gross. It kind of looked like cottage cheese, but yellow. It was gross.
1: That is very, very wicked. And one of my... I know this all this makes me think about is from my predictions video where I feel like in February, which is really close, we're going to have an upstick in a illness that basically takes two viruses and merge them together so I'm going to be on the lookout for that because that's in it, it might be like the vomiting thing that we're talking about I know that's gross mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like that's freaky in another sense so a lot of different experiences this week we have had we do have a pretty jam-packed episode yeah uh, this is going to get kind of crazy we I actually for myself did write a script so I'll be doing some reading today Normally, I just, like, wing it. I'm like a free baller, you know, whatever. But today, I will be doing some reading because we cover... It's like writing nine mini-research papers. So, we took a lot on. But it is informative and hopefully entertaining to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and um, matter of fact, I forgot to do this in the opening. But M and I collectively, between our Podbean host service and youtube we have had over a thousand downloads and it's going up and up y'all really liked our last episode of you know dimensions frequency and duality and we really appreciate y'all support like truly and we really glad you enjoyed it we enjoyed making it it was like a surprise episode so sometimes surprises just work out yep well It is that time, Emily. Wait,
0: Chastity, what's the name of this recording? I'll get you
1: my pretty. And your little (laughs) dog, too. yes yes (laughs) so y'all might be sick of uh wizard of oz references but i promise that uh we're only going to keep that to a minimum as we go through our social campaign this week for this episode so we are tying it in but i think it's relevant since it's the same series so i just had to keep it keep it real so pretty much um Before we get started, and we're talking about, you know, the last episode, this episode is very much intertwined with our last episode in a sense of going through dualities and dimensions and even vibrations, frequencies. So if you have not listened to that previous episode where we had some awesome reading rainbow moments. Thank you, TikTok. (laughs) We really dig deep into our theories as to how spirits both malevolent and benevolent communicate with us here on the earthly plane. So if you choose not to listen to that Cool Beans, you'll still be able to follow along with this episode. But the overall theme of this topic is definitely based on a dualistic belief system. So each subject featured in this podcast exists in its own frequency and vibration and we feel that some of the spirits vibrate at a much lower frequency than others lastly it is commonly believed that some of these beings come from another dimension or realm matter of fact with the scientific community going nuts regarding the quantum world of physics and the cosmos the ideas of the reality of multiple worlds and exist uh basically they exist it's like blowing up like they're saying it's more of a possibility now than ever of having, you know, multiple dimensions, multiple worlds. So, you know, all these things people have been saying forever. (laughs) If you want to go check out the last episode first, I would recommend doing that. But it's not necessary. We also have set parameters for this episode because as much as we would like to bring you, you know, everything from the supernatural world from all over the world we can't do that in one podcast because this is already going to be a beastie podcast with that being said here are a few things to keep in mind as we make our way through this episode we are focusing on spirits in this episode which means these entities or beings exist in a form that are not truly physical but spiritual things that are seemingly uh basically appear and disappear in the same place and fucking tits. I'm not going to, be able to do this.
0: No, stop it. You guys. Got... <laughs> I got tits. I have two tits got... in my body. <laughs> I got titties too, man.
1: <laughs> Everybody has tits. It's just some of them are bigger than others. Some of them are flat. Basically what that means is we're, you know, things that, seemingly appear in the corner of your room and disappear you know that's obviously not a physical being that is something that is existing in the spiritual to keep it simple you know we're going to be talking about things though in this episode it's geared towards that but some of the things we talk about actually um, have been reportedly uh, physical beings especially when we get into cryptids and stuff of the such We've done our best to clarify if the topic has been deemed both, so just keep this in mind as you listen. And some of the topics that we discuss can be traced to all four corners of the earth with varying stories and experiences. Again, as much as we would like to cover all points of views, religious or not, we simply cannot do that in one episode. As we work our way through the information, bear in mind that we will only be covering some, uh, some things like from certain parts of the earth, certain parts of beliefs, and um, and focused on like western thinking we're going to get a little bit into like other regions of the world but we're actually going to save that i think for later um in terms of so the last like parameter we set was gods and deities for this episode like i wanted to do a little bit of mythology and stuff because a lot of people still work with those energies But it's very hard. Like, if you want to talk about Hades and try to put him in the malevolent category, you really can't because he's more of a neutral being and he's not just negative. And some of these beings can be considered by others um, positive. Some people, not so much. So, it's just a really hard subject to really give any clear, defined line, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because also the whole perspective thing, what we may... Deem as negative might not be negative to other people. So,
1: right. And that's going to be depending on your experience and what, you know, what, you know, works for you. So, Mm -hmm. we're not trying to be offensive to anyone here, but this is just a general perception of quite a few people, even people that don't, some things on this list, most people are going to agree with, some people may not. So, what will we be covering, M? So, we're going to be covering dark spirits (laughs) it's like we're dark spirits get your
0: spirit fingers out everybody spirit fingers
1: yep i got them
0: they're going right now all right we will be covering dark spirits Out of this dichotomy of good and evil, we wanted to talk about darker spirits first to keep within our midnight theme of the podcast, but also to provide valuable information to those who may need it immediately. We understand that there are people suffering from oppression of negative or evil spirits and wanted to provide answers along with some helpful tips that may help put their minds at ease. We understand that some of these evil spirits take a toll on your mental, physical, and spiritual health and we'd like to help as many people as possible by giving them the tools to combat them and protect you and your loved ones. So, we are yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm and before we really just right dive right into what dark entities are considered i would just like to add a quick definition because these words are used um, in a specific way throughout the podcast is the definition between entity and a being so an entity is bound into and a part of time space and everything in space and time um, basically has limits so it's non-eternal which i kind of That's what the definition is gave. I kind of disagree. I think a lot of things are eternal, but just know that entities are bound between like a part of space and time. They're not necessarily like if they're physical more or less, and then a being is not bound by space or time. So I put interdimensional or, you know, can jump between realms and stuff of the such. So um, throughout the podcast, you'll probably hear references to that. Just keep that in mind. So entities are bound by a place and time beings are not mm-hmm. okay so that's all i have to add for that before we get started and emily's gonna kick off with the definition and her explanation of dark entities so uh,
0: yeah i just want to also say that i kind of use spirits and entities interchangeably but chas yeah i did too i definitely did too. i was gonna say chas gave you the definition yeah yeah all right so, what are dark spirits? So, they are spirits that operate on a lower frequency or negative vibration and affect other sentient beings in a negative way through some type of mental, physical, energetic, or and or spiritual harm. So, I just wanted to, you know, get that out of the way there. So,
1: which most people probably know, but just just saying. Yes. Just saying.
0: Yes. Well, we said it in our last
1: podcast, too. Well, if they haven't heard our last podcast, now's a great time to go check it out. Dun, dun, dun. Go watch yeah. it, you right. guys. Or listen, you can watch on YouTube. You can listen on all major platforms. Anyways. All right. So how were
0: or how are they created? There are numerous ways that these spirits can be created. All right. So we have human created and there's a bunch of shit that, you know, follows along this um, category here. Human-created is one, Um, the next one is spirits of the body, and then third is non-human spirits, but I'm going to get into each one of these. Human-created spirits are humans were created in the likeness of their creator, which means we were given the ability to create and manifest things through our energy. With that said, we too can create spirits of all kinds, especially dark spirits. Whether that is through intention or unknowingly by accident. Because I feel like a lot of people are creating their own spirits and not even knowing it. This is where we get into thought forms. Many of these spirits can be created through imagination, ill will, towards another, or negative emotions. Some cryptids, I believe, have been created this way. Mythological creatures, familiars, curses, hexes, some portals, vortexes some poltergeist Ah, ah. (laughs) and then then we have residual energy and whether this is a collection of negative emotions or an energetic imprint from something traumatic it is possible to create a spirit in this manner natural disasters traumatic deaths etc if it has developed its own consciousness it would be considered a spirit if it has not developed a consciousness it is a ghost
1: Yes, and other people may disagree, but that's what we're going with on this podcast. Yes. So that's just our terms personally, not necessarily. Some people agree, some people disagree.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyways, and this is where we get some poltergeists again and elementals, and then I have under the same thing thought forms and human created. We have uh, witchcraft and or rituals. So through these avenues, it is possible to create spirits of all kinds. Because of the amount of intention and energy put into these things, in addition to other beings that may assist in the process, such as another human spirit or just, you know, a non-human spirit. I have familiars, curses, hexes, demons, elementals, portals, and vortexes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is then. Now we're going to get into spirits of the body. All living organisms, such as plants, animals, etc., have their own spirit attached to their body. When the living body dies, that spirit is left without a body and is free to make a choice on what it does in the afterlife. Some harbor so much negative emotion and hatred while they are or were alive that it can darken their soul and lead them to doing hurtful things. This is where we get negative earthbound spirits, elementals, parasites, bugs, um, and oceanic creature spirits. And then we're going to non-human spirits. These spirits comprise of those that were never human to begin with this includes a multitude of spirits such as some gods and deities fallen angels devils and demons shadow people but i have an asterisk there because there's some like um exceptions yes and then we have interdimensional extraterrestrial and aliens Those I kind of put together. And then elementals and other ether creatures. And because we are people and humans, we're not going to know all the possibilities of different creatures and spirits. That's why I put other ether creatures.
1: We are only human. Hmm yes and the cool thing is about this episode it's not just going to be like we're going to we're going to actually give you some of our experiences too after most of the things we talk about so it's not just going to be let's learn today we're going to actually get into some crazy shit so definitely stick around yeah it's going to be interesting i have to say like personally i think it's crazy i'm kind of used to it so i'm like yeah man but other people y'all might shit your pants so get ready to have the wipes ready
0: Ooh. Okay, guys, it's also <laughs> important Sorry. to note that some of these things that we're going to be talking about are going to fall into multiple categories.
1: Yes, there's a lot of interconnectionness.
0: Yes, okay. The first one I wanted to talk about uh, was fallen angels. This can kind of fit into the devil and demons category, but we're going to cover. Fallen angels first. If you don't know what they are, fallen angels are angels that were cast down from heaven during the rebellion against the creator because they went against his command to lay with the daughters of man due to their insatiable greed and lust. Additionally, some had developed further attributes such as envy, pride, sloth, gluttony, and wrath, which is how we get into different types of demons and devils. Just pointing that out
1: uh and also the laying with the daughters if some people believe they made the nephilim which are basically half gods half uh, human which kind of ties into the roman mythology things because there's supposedly sightings of giant people on like mountains and stuff and certain mm-hmm. religions do believe in them and there's a lot like me and M have some rabbit holes we want to go down and i personally started doing some research into that last night and we're going to get to that later but anyways.
0: That is a rabbit hole I am willing to go down.
1: Hell yeah.
0: All right, you guys. Now, we got the leader of the Angel's Rebellion. Some say it's Lucifer. Some say it's Satan. We're going to say Lucifer for the sake of this podcast episode. He had successfully convinced 200 other angels to follow him and his endeavors. He didn't want to be alone in this, and that's why he's like, yo, homies, you want to um come along with me and... Let's lay with these uh, daughters of man. Yeah, let's get it on like Donkey Kong. Anyway, that was my short version of it. So anyway, during this excursion, these descended angels took it upon themselves to teach women a darker and more twisted form of heaven, secrets of sorcery, divination, and incantations. Also out of spite, another fallen angel, Zazzle, created... Accessories to be worn to enhance their sex appeal. He taught men corruption, the art of conflict, and showed them how to make instruments of war. Due to having children with human women, the fallen angels produced the nephilim, as Chastity said, which were giant abominations with insatiable hunger for all living things, including humans. fo
1: fee, fum. Okay, anyways, <laughs>
0: <laughs> because. They have descended and become demonized. They are also considered to be the higher ranking devils. Some examples we have of fallen angels are Lucifer, Lilith, Asmodeus, Beelzebub, and Belial. Now I'm going to get into the danger of these entities. Because these entities possess the strength of angels but are descended into the demonic, this makes them extremely dangerous if one comes into contact with them. It is also important to state that it is impossible for humanity to know all that these entities are capable of being that we are beings of Earth and don't naturally dwell in hell realms or any other realms they may reside. And this is some abilities that they do have. Um, They have the ability to move, teleport, and levitate objects. They have the ability to possess an individual, manifest sounds, illusions, hallucinations, attract bad luck situations. Uh, Cause accidents, make a person clumsy, etc. Start fires, bring pestilence into the home, influence the living, cause hostility, hurt animals. They have the ability to, to disrupt chakra flow and create blocks. These entities can also cause nightmares, daymares, and sleep paralysis. Make people sick mentally and physically. Enough exposure can wear them down. So much that they can die from a physical illness and some cause people to commit suicide and murder. They work with other demonic entities and control multiple legions. Meaning, if you come into contact with one, you will most likely come into contact with their legion and other minions.
1: And probably their legion first, unless you're you're trying to summon them. Yes. Yeah, and generally, if you're dealing with, like, an actual fallen angel, the power is very very immense like it's a that's where you get like real bad possession cases like you know the exorcism type stuff yeah it's not something i
0: want to have to come in contact with fur shizzle these are the, one of the worst spirits one can come into contact with that is known to man at least because like i said there's a abundance of entities and spirits that we don't even know about but For the point of this podcast, we can only give you what we know and based off our experiences. Yep. Mm -hmm. The likelihood of coming into contact with these spirits is extremely rare, naturally, all right? It's different from purposely trying to summon them, though, so keep that in mind.
1: And it's very hard to summon, like, properly because people think it's so easy and you're really not summoning that... but anyways
0: it is pretty difficult to summon them through witchcraft and oftentimes you will get one of their underlings if you know you get one of their underlings you could just get a different entity matching that energetic vibration you are putting out
1: yep beautiful beautiful way of saying it. beautiful chef's kiss it's actually it's maybe not beautiful the way you said it maybe not so beautiful when you're staring at one but anyways yeah (laughs) well the fallen angels though they say that they actually have like beauty like lucifer is not an ugly creature yeah, like that's he's why an
0: angel.
1: I... yeah and this is where like you know i don't i'm not trying to jump ahead but i just want to state that you know when i f- think of the energy of lucifer and i think of the energy of satan i feel two different divisions and i feel different just different but anyways
0: Yes, absolutely. I definitely do not recommend trying to summon them because even if you are successful, they are still extremely dangerous. Now we're going to get into the devils and demons, even though they kind of correlate anyway. But yes, one of the most malevolent and most harmful spirits in the universe are devils and demons. Um, devils can be considered as the angels that had been casted out of heaven, aka fallen angels, some of them anyway, and demons are the minions of devils. Some say demons are independent operators and others say that they follow a chain of command. Their purpose is to wreak havoc through corruption, plagues, and disasters. We believe devils and demons follow a hierarchy or of order. And this is kind of very complicated, actually. This is where they are assigned a status and rank signifying their position among demonic entities. Their strength and numbers of legions help dictate where they fall on the scale. Now, I'm kind of barely scratching the surface with this because, you know, I will list all this stuff. But then you even have the Goesha demons and I'm not going to even talk about that because it's bananas.
1: Right, and then maybe save that for another time because yes. this will be 17 hours long.
0: This will be absolutely 17 hours long. I'm going to start with the fallen angels hierarchy. And the reason I kind of put it in with the demons and devils is kind of like they're, it falls in both. We have the first hierarchy and also it follows the same just about a hierarchy as angels too. First one, we have the seraphim, cherubim, and the thrones. The second hierarchy, we have the dominions and the powers, and then the third hierarchy is the virtues and principalities. And then we have the demonic hierarchy, which goes by kings, princes, dukes, marquises. All right, we got the earls, the counts, the viscounts, the barons, the knights, the presidents, and other military and civil officials. And then we have, you know, the incubus and the succubus, and then the demon minions which are like the lowest ranking possible ones. Danger. Because these entities possess different variants of strength due to the vastness of type, Their ranking within the hierarchy will be what helps one understand the type of power each one has. It is also important to state that it is impossible for humanity to know all that these entities are capable of, being that we are beings of Earth. So, you know, because we don't, you know, naturally coincide with these entities we're not gonna know everything about them but what we do know they have the ability like some uh, fallen angels we have the ability to move teleport levitate objects um possessing an individual manifesting sounds illusions hallucinations and i'm reading these really fast because they're almost identical to fallen angels um we have attracting bad luck uh cause accidents, Clumsiness, starting fires, pestilence in the home, influence the living, cause hostility, physically attack through scratches, burns, bruises, hurting animals, the ability to disrupt chakra flow and create blocks, deteriorate spiritual defenses, which can open a person up to more attacks from other negative entities other than themselves. These entities can also cause nightmares, daymares, and sleep paralysis, and make people sick mentally and physically. They work with other demonic entities and control multiple legions, meaning if you come into contact with one, you're going to come into contact with their legion commander and minions. Um, But yeah, they're one of the worst uh, ones to come with. I would say they fall second under the Fallen Angels because Fallen Angels still have a bit more power. The likelihood of coming across these ones... Without doing anything to attract them, such as like using Ouija boards and black magic, it's pretty rare, but more common than fallen angels. However, this is important. Due to misinformation in the media and the higher propensity of black magic use, including spells and rituals, without knowing their intent, it is becoming more common for people to have these spirits around them. For example... TikTok and YouTube are breeding grounds of misinformation. Younger adults and even children see these dares, hacks, challenges, and not knowing that they are rituals or spells in disguise designed to inflict harm on the user or their targets. Areas of extreme tragedies, disasters, and war, basically areas of significant death, are places where these spirits are more likely to reside because they like the negative energy. But they say um, they can't exist anywhere else, especially if dark occult practices were used.
1: Also, I would think it would be a notable mention that in certain belief systems, these, especially the higher ups, have their own section around the world that they govern as well. That is said. Yes. uh, Yeah, but that is just one thing to add, I would assume
0: hmm yes. I'm not going to get into specifics, but yes, you are right. Certain demons have specific parts over the world they like to, you know, rule over. Yes. hmm I've had quite a few experiences with demon entities, especially Incubus. And I did meet... I'm trying to remember which one it was. Oh, Baphomet? Yeah. I know people are going to probably hate me for this, but... You know, um, I did come into contact with him and he was not good. <laughs> and pretty much he tried to abduct me on the astral realm and take me. I don't even know where he was trying to take me, but I could guess it wasn't somewhere I wanted to be. But as far as the incubus thing, I had an incubus issue a few years ago. I believe it came from an ex-boyfriend that was all sorts of screwed up beyond whatever he did a lot of bad things
1: yeah
0: yeah we're not going to get into that detail no but but
1: you you have experienced it and you know yeah. it, one thing to add about you know somebody that may be upset by your experience well people have to understand that not everybody vibrates at the same level as others like we discussed in the last podcast and you may vibrate with the bafflement uh, entity or being rather and that might be you know your thing that's where you vibe but not everybody is Sent here the same, I believe. I think we all have a different vibratory scale and some of us just resonate more with light energy than others, which makes us a thread because it's called light energy, Christ energy. And some people just vibe more with the light side, which makes you a threat to these beings. Now, if you do not vibe with that energy, or you're not, it's not part of your being itself, then you're not as much of a threat. And that would explain why some people experience it. This is just something you have to learn for yourself. So I'm just going to add that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do want to briefly talk about like how it affected my dreams and health experience having an incubus. Entity attached. The dreams were very. Let's just say it had to do with a lot of sa towards me, and it was not raunchy.
1: Like they get weird,
0: but but in a dangerous way because it hurts.
1: Yeah, and I've I've never fortunately experienced like anything of that on that kind of level. So that's terrifying and awful, and nobody should go through that.
0: Mm-hmm. and that was like the peak of my endometriosis too so that was like right before my surgery
1: that's very interesting yeah. because it kind of ties back to some other episodes we've we've talked about you having issues since you were a certain age and that's when you started seeing things and now you have these health problems and then i saw that eyeball with tentacles and then my theory about the tentacles is they go and cause a disease in certain parts of your body so yeah that's mm-hmm. very strange
0: that was it for demons devils and uh, fallen angels
1: well as far as my experience with a devil entity um and this is out of the goesha i believe i pronounced it yep. that word. i've never released the name of the entity that i thought was wreaking havoc on my family when i had like my 15 year haunting maybe almost close to 20 because i mean finally things have stopped and calmed down there is if you're not spiritually sound and even if you are by talking about these things you can actually summon quote unquote summon them back into your life so i want to make that very clear before i say this as well that's something we have not i don't think said quite yet but Bodhis was the one i was seeing um snake snakes coming up between me and v in the bed and like just other experiences i had like i've seen i don't think i've ever even told this on the podcast i've had a, a dream where i was taken and there was like a black throne and all this kind of stuff but every all the evidence for me led back to dealing with botus and it was a very long t- like drawn out time period of not understanding what to do and stuff but that is the devil entity that i actually come in contact with so that's um probably I'll say about this for now because we have a lot more stuff to cover, but mm-hmm. maybe I'll get into that in another episode. Yeah.
0: And I experienced him too. When I was, when we did our collab, because yeah, that's
1: before we ever like really started talking talk, like we were talking, but not like we do now in the mm-hmm. work that we do. But yeah, Emily, she, you know, she, she knew that I had experienced stuff, but then she got to experience exactly how strong that entity can be. And that come directly from working with someone working with that type of energy and that's Mm -hmm. how it got on that family and there's some other things tied into it but if y'all are interested in hearing about my backstory you can go on emily's channel and it's called the hensdale road haunting i believe so and it's a little it's about a year back now but um you can find it it's Mm -hmm. a two-hour episode we might have to re-release that at some point but anyways
0: yeah we could probably release it on the podcast
1: yep we could do something of the such Hey, Lamp fam! Have you been thinking of starting
0: your own podcast venture? If so, consider using Podbean as your one-stop shop for everything podcasting. You can create, record, host, distribute, monetize, and merge your podcasts all from the Podbean mobile app or your desktop setup. Podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs, starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account. Chas and I currently use the Ultimate Audio Plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like even if you don't have a desktop computer, you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome and it still sounds great. Use our link. In the show's description box below, or visit www.podbean.com/lamp. That's L-A-M-P to start your podcasting journey. By using this link, you will receive one month of Podbean's Ultimate Plan for free. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for your support. And now back to the show. The
1: Next, like entities we will talk about, or beings we will talk about, is shadow people. So a lot of times shadow people uh, can disguise themselves as certain, like shadow people or a shadow person or a shadow being or whatever you may see, they can actually disguise themselves as other things. So this is kind of the... Um, intertwining information here, so I'm just going to go ahead and get started. They're perceived as an entity or being that resembles anything from a freeform shaped to a silhouette of a human figure with or without clothing or accessories that is blacker than the pitch black night and can come in the form of a child, uh, the size of a child to a monstrous being. It's worthy to note that some shadow figures could even present themselves as you know uh, a shadow at first and then they turn into something else and then certain things you know to know about shadow people those that have a shadow person encounter describe their experiences in a multitude of ways depending on their own perceptual experiences these encounters over time have shaped the varying belief systems that we have today shadow people have commonly been accepted among the paranormal and spiritual community these beings express a range of actions and mannerisms from extremely negative to positive and all that's in between but we're going to be focusing on more of the negative experiences because most of the time, their negative experiences. Some consider the shadow people to be a reflection of one's own psyche located in, at the subconscious level based on previous life experiences that correlate with fear, traumatic events, and unpleasant memories. And there's another intertwine. Some consider shadow people to be a reflection of one's own psyche located at a subconscious level based on previous life experiences that correlate with fear, traumatic events, and unpleasant memories. This was most recently popularized by Carl Jung's theory. He teaches about the shadow self and the archetypes and just all, you know, how we internalize those those experiences. In terms of science, many scientists agree that it is an illusion that comes from either a mental illness or the stimulation of a particular part of the brain that creates such visions slash hallucinations. So they're calling people uh schizophrenic and all this kind of stuff so sometimes schizophrenia i'm not going to say all the time i'm not we've had this conversation before but some people that are labeled schizophrenic may not be schizophrenic but if you are seeing things and it's awkward it makes you uncomfortable definitely seek medical attention and don't take our advice for it anyways with all that being said many people have many experiences with very varying conclusions regarding shadow people that their origins and intentions are shrouded in mystery. Basically, you know, they really don't know much about the shadow beings and where they come from. We can only assume based on our experiences collectively. Those in the spiritual field are no exemption as it seems everyone has a differencing in opinions as well. Some people think that they're benevolent beings. But from my experience, when and this is the way I personally see things, this is what my spirit guides help me uh, how they help me differentiate things is I see something in a dark field or room in my mind's eye. Generally it's anywhere from neutral to negative. If I see anything in the light, it's anywhere from neutral to positive. So my experience with shadow beings is not positive.
0: I was going to add something and maybe you'll get to it, but like, I feel like two shadow people could also follow or fall under the category of human created thought forms and they're just like not have a face
1: yeah i can i can yeah and that's like for me i agree like poltergeist or the thought forms basically is what creates the poltergeist it's almost like so spirit showed me something actually very interesting about how we funnel energy i know i get sidetracked and i can talk for a year but just follow me here it's like our thoughts go to Um, a different part in space or something. It's almost like in the 5D where something like cracks open where our thoughts go. I know this sounds weird. It's just an example I can use. And then they start to make like a bubble if they're not properly released. So you have like this tiny little funnel that goes out and starts creating this blob of energy. It was like a um, visual interpretation of how they're actually created for, I guess, my mind to understand. But if that gives anybody any clarification, it's like... A little tube that starts off small from your um, magnetic field and it, it still could exist potentially within your magnetic field which can go on for you know they've actually studied it and they can only get up to about eight or ten feet before they lose like the instrument can no longer measure the magnetic field that starts at your heart so it's scientific so I would assume that they were born inside of that magnetic field until they create enough energy. So you have like these blobs, basically, of energy that would explain why you know certain people have chakra blocks. Those chakra blocks and all that can create uh, another entity. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to use um my own experiences and you know uh, things that I have seen to kind of describe more. So I'm doing I'm mixing my experiences with research basically here. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, can I say something? So, yes. with that, um my spirit guides were just showing me like our the energy that mar- makes certain entities. It's like the energy is filtered through whatever, I don't know what it's being filtered through, but it's showing like a divide with something in the middle and then the energy going through it like a strainer. And then what makes it out then creates the blob thing you're talking about.
1: You know, that's so, so weird. Because when I was doing my channel on like dark energy and dark matter and that separation between energy, there is something in science. I can't, I don't know the name, but I also feel it in a spiritual sense that there is a transmutation point between energies. So that's very, like the strainer you're talking about. Yes. It's like we're positive and negative um, ions like repel each other, but there's something There, that transmutes energy and Mm -hmm. turns particles into other things. So, that's very interesting. You say that. My description of the interactions and basically like their level of malevolence. So, that was my title. Shadow entities are said to interact with humans in these ways, in consideration of spiritual beliefs, psychological beliefs, and scientific beliefs. So, I took kind of all that and made a mod podge of information. Seen in times of intense stress and anguish of the individual, which is deemed to be caused by either a malevolent trickster spirit, the stress itself, or hallucinations of the mind due to ingesting drugs or having a mental illness. So that is how you may see them, and that's like covering everything, because sometimes people do take drugs and hallucinate and see shadow people. Now, are they actually seeing the shadow people are there, or is their minds creating it? We do not know. Many people have claimed to see these entities slash beings in their peripheral vision. So this is like the most common way you're going to see a shadow person. They basically hide behind structures or objects so they can just be standing there. You can see them in dreams and during episodes of sleep paralysis, which is like pretty uh, common as well. And then some people claim to be haunted by shadow figures. They're in their waking and non-waking lives, which classifies the interaction to be, for me, like a legit haunting. In these hauntings, people can experience things like moving objects, physical touch, draining of the energy, it can cause medical illnesses, sleep paralysis, and energetic interferences with you, yourself, or electronics. So it's very interesting when we what we talked about in the first part of the episode about me seeing the shadow person and the medical illnesses that Emily has experienced over her life. And some are new and some are just strange. I saw an actual shadow person. My conclusion for the description pretty much is overall, it is not known the true origins of shadow person because there's just so many types and why they exist or their true intention. But you can kind of guess when you just feel like you know something's really negative around you. Our senses like tell us. Between my own experiences and the information that I have channeled in regards to sh- to shadow person phenomenon, I believe that shadow people are not from one source, but are formed from many sources. Speaking in regards to the paranormal and my personal determinations, is as follows: It's based on a mix of paranormal and psychological theories, basically that I've developed pretty much. I'm going to go into their existence and functions that I've based on the psychological and paranormal theories. Shadow people can be made by living humans. So here we are again, thought forms. Within our definition and understanding of human created entities, here on the Lights at Midnight podcast, a human can create a type of poltergeist that takes on the form of a person. If there is enough overall negative and intense energy that isn't properly dealt with over time i believe this energy can form its own conscious being and that acts upon its own accord based on the energetic parameters that it was fed that's the very key point here that's this is what spirit told me a poltergeist acts it's on its own accord eventually gains its own consciousness based on the energetic parameters it was fed if you have certain traits about you that are not very um you know appetizing for others that might be fed into this poltergeist and tricksters you know like liars i know that sounds awful to say but like people that really like act like this in their life and they end up getting a poltergeist there they could be making those types of spirits some of these energies can linger for many years some are more intelligent than others and they are considered to be the personification of negative human traits and characteristics this for me ties into the archetypical personality traits as well as that has been tied to the philosopher Plato at the very beginning like it ties way back to uh, the time of Plato and probably even further along than that in regards to archetypes but it was popularized by the late work of Carl Jung. Shadow people are the are the cloaks of other beings or entities so this is going into a separate analysis that i could come up with about shadow beings whether one has the ability associated with esp or not some entities cloak themselves as a shadow person for many reasons but mainly the intent is to hide or misdirect a person from discovering the true identity or form of their being This, of course, can cause feelings of fear and confusion to the person experiencing the sighting, leading to entities feeding on that energy, displaced by the feelings of the people associated with the sighting. This can be a targeted attempt and or a repetitive sighting that exists within a person's location directly associated with them in general or without direct knowledge of the type of entity one is dealing with. It can be difficult to rid oneself. Uh, Or surroundings of such situation with a shadow person. Being a psychic medium that specializes in the paranormal, I have had this happen time and time again, but generally can get to the bottom of exactly what the entity is, even if it doesn't show its true form. And it, and you can you can do this by its actions. Um, you can do this through meditation. You can, as you do it more through meditation, you actually get faster at it. And if you're a person with abilities, um, it's like peeling back layers of an onion, and you're not always going to be shown what it is. And that goes uh, true for like the experiences we have been sharing over the last couple episodes with uh M. And and that's basically how I've determined it. So. Another description of a shadow person can be a traveler from another dimension. Now, we do have a separate section for interdimensional extraterrestrial type beings. But shadow people can be travelers from another dimension because it is said that shadow people could be aliens or just in general different uh, beings from far corners of the universe. They can be positive, negative or neutral And you can have different outcomes and experiences. There is a notable correlation to my previous point in the list of interactions with humans. And that is that they can cloak themselves to not be seen, but would also say that there is uh, maybe an issue regarding a person's mental capacity to be able to perceive such beings. So you in mental capacity and it's not like an insult, like not saying you're not smart enough. Might just be you haven't worked and, you know, you haven't worked with all that energy long enough or you just you you can't perceive what you're seeing. So it comes across as a shadow person. One scary thing that I've heard some time ago is that people have reported seeing a shadow person and then mysteriously end up disappearing. To me, this would mean this type of shadow entity could definitely have the ability to open up portals, which denotes the energetic strength of them. That is terrifying. This is where the possibility of aliens and extraterrestrial beings come into play. Intuitively, I feel that this, in fact, has happened at some point, but Spirit did validate that this is a possibility within the spectrum of possible scenarios and situations. So... I mean, it gets pretty deep with shadow people. That's why they're closer to the top of our list. I mean, you have something that just appears in your room and then, you know, people just go missing and there's no trace of them. Now, there's a lot of people that are crazy and like to take people and murder and kill them. But I do feel that there are times that people have been abducted by shadow people and never to be seen again. Like, I truly feel that has happened. Now, can I tell you when, where, how and why? Not at this time, but (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: I was gonna say based off- okay, so watching another video from another YouTuber, I was able to see through their astral experience and see that it was like almost an interdimensional extraterrestrial being that had like a hive mind mentality and it was scary. I did not like it because the density of this thing was unlike any other being that I felt. Because, you know, when you come into contact with a demon or a devil or what have you, like, you can feel the different energetic vibrations. But this thing, it was so heavy. Like, I don't know. It just felt like a black atom or just, like, something that's so heavy but is able to move so freely. It was weird.
1: Yeah. And that for me, like that just denotes the energy that is behind it. If it's heavy, it's feel that means it has a lot of energy. That's just my perception of what you said. But that's Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that's a little trippy. Chaotic. I don't like
0: it because at least with the demon, you know what their end goal is or what you know what their motives are. With those things, it's so chaotic. You don't know
1: what the hell it's going to do right and until you can actually either see it or it presents itself that's what makes shadow people really scary because sometimes it could just be a a earthbound spirit it can be anything from earthbound spirit to like super low vibrational we have no fucking idea what it could be mm-hmm. so some popular examples is the hat man is the entity uh, known to feed on people's fear during uh, sleep paralysis episodes unlucky unlucky witnesses accounts state that the hat man stands approximately six feet tall all the way up to like hunching over in their room so it's it varies in size but one common trait of the hat man is that he has a brimmed hat it can be different types of brimmed hats a top hat or a fedora or whatnot but it's always some type of brimmed hat and science refers to these episodes as hallucinations or associated with a sleep disorder Uh, other people that have experienced the hat man in a total waking conscious state and not from their bed um, or they might even be in their bedroom so this is kind of off my script, but I did do a little more research into different types of shadow people and the hat man has been associated to the men in black. So everybody thinks these days, unless you're old enough to know or you just read about it yourself, the hat man is the original men in black so this goes into interdimensional or whatnot beings as well and uh, the guy that actually started uh, back I believe it was 1954 1953 he started the first like UFO convention uh, for around the world and as he went on and he was getting information he said that he was visited by three hat man looking things, but they had red eyes. Because another quality of the hat man is it might just be all black, but then some of them actually have red or yellow eyes. And he said that they came and was telling him not to release any more information. And he was continually visited by them and was like they were making threats. So he actually stopped his research and his whole foundation he created based on ufos so the hat man has a couple links to that but generally like sometimes people can't shake the hat man eventually you might have a sleep paralysis episode whether that is a, a medical issue or a spiritual issue and then you might continue to see it throughout your life there are uh, some native american references to to shadow beings and lord please bear with me here but it's the nilusha Okay, look, the Nilusha Phileia, there's two different types. So, um, I think one is Chateau. Okay, look, I'm not good at this, but y'all get the drift. It's actually one of them, the Nalusha Phileia is actually in the Ether Creatures deck for Til Swan. And... Um, they're shadow beings that basically come around based on somebody's thought forms, and if you have negative fault thought, thoughts, it's said to basically you know come in and basically suck your soul. This is for Native American beliefs, and the Nalucia Fuleya is a translates to long black bean and they basically do the same thing now that is one of the entities that in emily's video she shared that she had seen i personally have seen that as well out in the woods of stokes county it's an entity that i have like visual not visually seen but i have seen in my mind's eye when i lived out in stokes county so you know if y'all seen episode i believe it was like six or seven where the, Christ, the ghost of christmas past um yeah there are a lot of native, native american land out there and this is just part of their beliefs and it gets really deep when you go into native american things it's actually really cool also some people associate incubuses and succubuses with shadow people uh based on and i think that correlation comes in with sleep paralysis um so yeah that that might have something to do with why they're associated because sometimes they can come in just a purely black form but if you have the ability and the mental phys, the maybe even psychic capacity to be able to see them they might appear differently and this is when shadow people translate from being shadows into physical beings this is kind of when you get into that realm of the, those types of shadow people in our uh, islamic traditions that this brings up the jinn uh, basically, the gin is known as a flameless, smoky figure. A lot of times they appear that way as well. So, gin uh, or the genies, you know, that's how we got the genies, and that's why you see genies like smoke coming out of the bottle because that's where they're traditionally associated. But see, in certain cultures, gins can be positive or negative and they can take on many forms, and they supposedly have a free will. So, that kind of sh- covers um, the information for shadow people.
0: Can I say something? And- okay, my guides were saying with the hat, with the hat one, the hat man. Um, some entities will purposely look like that because they know reputation it has, and it they know that it if they do it, it'll scare you more and it'll just feed off your energy. So that's why yep. a lot of some demons will appear that way. Also, um, like specifically, will appear as that hat guy
1: yeah yeah and they and that's that's across the board
0: yes yeah. and even some earthbound spirits will do it too because it knows they it scares you so that's yeah and I agree especially like with the red eyes and stuff that to me was like demon demon demon
1: <laughs> yeah so that's why you know and i think in red and yellow eyes goes right back to what people refer to as demonic that really ties into interdimensional extraterrestrial type beings as well i just wanted that's why i wanted to do shadow people first but as far as my experiences with shadow people, that was the first things I started to really see in my 15-year haunting. Uh, there was a modge podge of things. The energy around that area in Stokes County is very high. So on top of dealing with, it sounds nuts, but on top of dealing with a demonic force that was over, I feel had like almost cursed the family, even maybe a family curse. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I was seeing shadow blobs. I seen shadow people out of the corner of my eyes. I still see shadow people sometimes. Um, in the and just with my eyes. Uh, but yeah, I would be in my bed. This is probably I don't know we'll say 16 years ago probably even longer than that I'd be in my bed and I'd just be laying there pitch black you know we didn't have any lights on we never slept with a tv on at that time me and my ex-husband and I'd just be laying there and all of a sudden this big black misty blob would be blacker than the black and it would just be floating around you know and that's kind of how I started seeing things with my eyes there on top of all like orbs and stuff but that's besides the point at the moment, but yes. And then I have seen full fledged shadow figures. Um, one time recently, we helped a friend of ours knock uh, shake off a spirit. That spirit where things kind of got cut short. The process did not get finished. That spirit was in my house, and I was seeing a black shadow walk back and forth. And I'm like, yep, it's in our house now. So great because some things happened unfortunately that shouldn't have and the lights like when we were doing the prayer and you know doing what we were supposed to do I had the oil I had a lot of things I had a lot of things going when we did our final prayer the power completely I've spoken of this the power completely cut off to my house for three seconds now could have somebody hit a phone pole up the street that's a very good possibility but the you know the possibility of that happening at that exact moment no, and this only happened like two months ago. Like, the power completely shut down at my house for like three to five seconds and come right back on. It was the trippy, one of the trippiest things I've experienced lately. Uh, but after that, there it was fast-paced. It was uh, definitely causing some issues between me and V, not like us fighting, but like issues of us seeing things, feeling things, etc., cetera, et cetera. Do you have any shadow people experiences you want to... Yeah,
0: like when I was a kid, my brother and I, we used to have the Christmas lights strong in our bedrooms because we were fancy. <laughs> but we liked doing that. But so I kind of had like nightlight stuff in my room all the time. But I would always sleep with my door open because my dog and cat would come in and out and sleep with me. And I remember, you know, around like 12 years old, I would say eh, maybe earlier, like 9, 10 I would see shadow people in my ha- in my hallway upstairs, in my parents' room. Or parents' house, I should say. So I used to see that a lot. And I would always get the sudden feeling of, like, fear for no reason. And, like, I was a daring child. I didn't care. And I was never, like, afraid of the dark or anything. But, like, I would just get these bouts of anxiety. And then, boom, I would see a shadow person or whatever which we know it was a negative entity because of all the portals in that house but yeah
1: yeah and i mean i think a lot of people can relate to this because um i guess the last thing i'll add about shadow people for the time being is is it art bell so it was a radio coast to coast and art bell he was popular and he still is very popular he had 10 million listeners back i believe in like 80s 90s I don't know when he retired he's probably he could be passed by now I didn't look into his history but Art Bell was uh, one of the first people to really make things go viral for shadow people Um, they were talked about I believe this was in 2001 and they asked for people to submit stories and they got like 4,500 stories within the first day so it's safe to say that if you haven't experienced a demonic being a fallen angel or just in general anything like above what we would consider above this most people have seen a shadow person people that do not believe in ghosts and spirits and all that people that have never had experiences they believe in shadow people shadow people can talk to you they can do all kinds of things they don't just stand there some of them creep closer like it's a very anxiety inducing type experience depending on the level of severity Like I said, the most pop, most uh, known way or most popular way people see them. It's not the right word, but it works is, you know, out of the corner of their eye. And then you have the experiences of seeing them just like standing there for like dead on. And then you start having more experiences like with sleep paralysis and stuff. And it can happen in that order for one person. It could happen in any order for any individual if you just see it one time. But most of the time shadow people are a thing
0: Mm-hmm. and I wanted to say this too like the guy that was fully invested in doing his research but then the entity scared him and were like don't do it that would make me invalidate the work that I'm doing is right and I would want to keep
1: doing it right I agree with you Um, I think it just depends like this guy he was into the UFOs and stuff and I don't think this was his bag I think like if he was a different person had different you know they were really from what I read and listened to they really were coming at him hard and not everybody this just goes to show you everybody's different in the way they handle things some people we deal with are absolutely terrified like they cry to us and I'm not boasting that I'm telling you people really suffer and that's why we do this Mm -hmm. and that just denotes like how everybody deals with it differently like, I've been in that situation myself where shit just gets so bad you don't don't know what to do but cry. Like, mm-hmm. what can I do? But that's what separates some people from some people. And, like, for me and Em, for example, and I speak for other people, too, it really give gave us strength eventually to step up and now look what we've become. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying. So, yeah, it's just, it's strange and you know, there's a lot of other conspiracy theory things that you could really say associated with that experience with the man that, um, I think his name was Herbert. Don't quote me on that. But, um, there's a lot of things you could say, like it could have been the government sending brainwaves and stuff. And you're talking about world war two technology and it gets pretty deep, but yeah, so that pretty much concludes my part for shadow people.
0: Yeah, that's lit. Like, okay, if he's alive, I'll protect you on the astral realm. Keep
1: doing your work. He's definitely passed, but... Damn it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that does, that follows his work. Um, hmm. There's a lot of people that, you know, back then they had the big, you know, you had the Roswell crash and then things went crazy. And then you started getting into the abductees, like the first ever, it's Betty and Barney. We're a big story actually up north about abduction and stuff that one we'll get into at some point. Now that we have finished this last bit, we're moving on to extraterrestrials. Very interesting subject. And it's become a subject of more relevance as of late. So I'm going to start with the identification and placement, basically the definition with a little bit more info. They are known as entities or beings not of earth. Those that claim to have encountered these out-of-the-world species generally report similar features varying in size, shape, and color. Although some have reported encounters of almost human-looking creatures. The key word is pretty much almost. Some people report seeing something completely different that resembles some type of reptiles we have here on Earth as well, which is known as the reptilians. There is a lot of, of course, conspiracy theory around these subjects, but you can say the same about pretty much every subject we've talked about thus far. But we still want to cover them anyways, because a lot of people have experiences, so I think that's pretty valid. Unless you have lived under a rock since birth, or in a remote location with zero internet access, and any access to the rest of the world for that matter, you'll probably know what alien is or what it looks like. But I just included a brief list of traits and basically descriptions from eyewitnesses it's extremely brief but just for the record the most common features that are shared regarding encounters of the fourth kind include large dark or black almond shaped eyes gray or greenish skin, lack of hair present on the body, extremely large heads. <laughs> Sorry, That's <laughs> funny. I don't know. Uh, speaks and speaks an unknown language, but sometimes still can speak in our language, whether that is telepathically or just verbally with sound. And most of the time they're seen traveling in some sort of oddly shaped aircraft with lights and it depends some say triangle some say circular you know they're very um, very fast can't hear them or the opposite they're very loud the lights do vary with a lot of eyewitness accounts based on you know where they were what they're doing some say it's like a really bright white light and some say it's more of a you know, yellowish, orangish, creamy light. And I know I'm really getting into detail there, but there's a reason that will become more apparent in our conclusion when we do our conclusion in our next episode. These are more or less common features reported in eyewitness accounts, and some get really out there. But as we make more scientific discoveries in outer space, scientists are hard-pressed to deny that it is a possibility that we are not alone. Many will agree that there is another civilization in the cosmos that could be more advanced than mankind. Matter of fact, the most recent major win for ufologists and enthusiasts alike was the declassification of a previously top-secret U.S. government intel titled the UAP report, aka Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Assessment. It was an assessment. They couldn't really call it a full document because they actually released this to the public. And it was released on June 25th, 2021. So now as a U.S. citizen, we get the green light to send our Unidentified flying object or what they now refer to as unidentified aerial phenomenon to the government. They have like a website where everybody can submit it and a lot of people have already. With the rising ability to record and snap photos on demand, thousands of unexpected onlookers have been able to capture some fascinating unedited photos and videos that have been used to prove there are anomalies in the sky. So I'm moving on to the description of interactions and basically like the level of male- malevolence that, you know, has been encountered because, you know, even though a lot of people say that they're, they've they met friendly aliens or they believe that there are beings out in outer space that can communicate with us and have our best interest in mind that's not always the case it seems So, for many years, those believe that we are not alone have speculated that planet Earth has been visited by entities from another place in our vast universe. Some people believe that these star beings even had a hand in several of the world's greatest wonders, including the pyramids of Giza and stone structures at the site of Stonehenge. Before the late 1940s, the word extraterrestrial was not a common term to be heard in the vocabulary of humans. But you may be surprised to know some experts agree that certain ancient texts written by historians all over the world have been documented uh, with a possible phenomenon. Although the ultra-popular abduction story surfaced after the most well-known supposed alien crash in Roswell, New Mexico, many feel that abductions have been going on for centuries. In these encounters, it is important to know that some people have had a positive experience, like I said, But for the sake of this podcast topic, we are going to focus on some of the most terrifying extraterrestrial encounters to date. Here are a few of the earliest known possible UFO sightings that we have heard of. So evidently, now this can be translated into different ways. It's just a few examples because I was really interested in learning about, you know, alien encounters or sightings or extraterrestrial uh, encounters, you know, back in the day you know, in the OG days. So we have one from 74 BCE. It was written by a Roman historian, and he wrote of a fierce battle taking place on the land between two opposing armies. And right as the clash began, there was a large ball of fire, like a fireball that was in the shape, oddly enough, of a wine bottle that hit right in between them. To me, this seems odd, but there could be a possible explanation. I just figured I would give you that one. It's a little weird, not as convincing for me. And then in 64 CE, another ancient historian wrote of eyewitness accounts of another battle taking place in the sky among chariots. Well, chariots was their form of travel, so it's like vehicles to us. Um, It is a little bit harder to explain, but, you know, I mean, you have chariots in the sky that could be a metaphor but still I'm not convinced 100 percent now I have myself seen things but you know people can take a lot of things out of context when it comes to words the last early eyewitness account I will share here is the recount of a day back on April 14th 1561 there was another aerial battle reported by eyewitnesses in medieval, medieval England and the shapes, though, this is where it was like, hmm, this is a little, little questionable, uh, maybe toward, leaning towards it being possibly true. There were orbs, crosses, or X's, cylinders, and black, narrow-shaped objects. That's what the person reported seeing in the actual sky that night in 1561. Now, <laughs> I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, the possibility, I'm like, what if these people had some kind of, like, you know, problem or disease or drink water or hallucinated. There's a possibility, you know, they picked mushrooms and forged and ate them, you know, but it's just, just, you know, what's written. So that's all we have to go by. Moving on to the more recent headlines, we arrive at the Roswell crash site story that occurred in 1947 in the desert hills of New Mexico this created a media frenzy in the area and rocked the foundational beliefs of the citizens of the USA and stretched all around the world. People over the last 80 years have come forward with tales of UFO sightings and extraterrestrial encounters or abductions by the thousands and the numbers continue to grow every year. And, you know, maybe that's why the government after can't they can't deny it anymore, but a lot of people say it could be a cover up for their operations. Who really knows? When the government gets involved, like the government, have they even gotten involved with Bigfoot? I mean, I don't know personally, but if they're getting involved with this, there's something going on, and they're saying national security. One fact that has left has been left out of our new age history regarding these entities from another planet and or realm is that many indigenous tribes have passed down through ancient pictures, knowledge, and stories of star beings from another planet. Many of these tribes fully believe that we have been visited and in contact with these be- beings beings for a very long time, and mostly have a positive story to tell. So. Basically, a lot of the indigenous tribe tribes uh, in the U.S. claim that we have encountered the fourth kind, and they actually came here to help us. And there are some stories about different civilizations or um, groups of people that look different when the indigenous tribes moved into America and that will be something I would like to cover when we kind of dive a little bit deeper into this topic in the future. I learned some really cool stuff. The most commonly referred to scenario that people think of when they ponder on the occasional thoughts of alien abduction is the circular shaped crafts that beam down a bright light onto the unlucky individual that is targeted for potential abduction. Normally, this is the last memory they have until they wake up either somewhere else or in the same general area just maybe not right exactly where they were or in the same position in the car that's been said there are also similar scenarios where people have claimed to have been taken from their bedrooms and even through walls after being visited by these beings at the foot of their bed for me this is where things take an interesting turn so this is where for me you know these different experiences let's say they're true Let's say they're 100% true. Do I believe that there are extraterrestrials? Personally, yes, I do. I mean, it's really hard for me not to think, and probably many of you, that you know we are the only intelligent creatures in the whole universe. But when you go from being abducted by light, like a gravitational light, or you go from being abducted by like a light hitting you, and it transmutes your body to another point, or you're you're floating out of bed, out the window, or even through walls, there's a couple things that would have to happen. You would actually have to be um, entering entering another dimension, basically. You would have to be interdimensional, or these beings have the ability to put you in another dimension, like your cells, because we talked about this in the last episode. Also, it makes me think of astral travel um, and astral projecting. So you may have never actually left your bed. These people may actually be encountering astral travels. So I know a lot of this stuff you probably know. But by kind of going over it in a collective way, it actually allows us to really think about the possibilities of this happening. Because floating through your wall is not physically possible in this dimension. Unless they have the ability, like I said, to put you in another dimension or interrupt your sleep in an astral experience that personally sounds more likely to me but who really knows we really have no way of knowing so once these things happen and you're abducted a lot of people have reported positive experiences but there's also a lot of negative ones which basically include people uh, being basically run experiments on you know you're having needles poke and prod you samples taken from all parts of your body it is said that they have they have been very interested in the reproductive organs or certain types of tissue uh, and actually cloning has been mentioned so i know that a certain couple was abducted i believe betty and barney hill they claim that they were abducted and that they did a lot of work on Betty in terms of her reproductive system through her belly button. Now, you know, who wants all that done to them at the doctor anyway? So you're terrifying if you're being beamed up into a ship to do this with. So with that being said, a lot of the malevolent or evil encounters, I would consider this to be dark. Because, you know, nobody wants test to be a test experiment. I just find it interesting that a lot of these accounts, whether positive or negative, talk about telekinesis, they talk about telepathy, they talk about different things that are known intuitive or psychic psychic medium abilities. Um, Interestingly enough a lot of these people don't have a memory so is that being wiped with some type of technology? There's just so much that can be unpacked like there's so much more I really could have added to this but I wanted to keep it just straightforward and simple and smooth. A lot of people don't even remember anything until years later they have a post-traumatic stress from situations when it comes to doctor's offices even though they've never had any situations like they may remember this experience as they're sleeping and they feel like they're floating out of their room and think it's a dream but in actuality they start having trauma-based reactions to certain triggers and that there talks about the subconscious and you can think of the subconscious mind as like a hard drive that has unlimited space they say that we remember many more things in our subconscious than we do in our you know conscious waking lives and that can be tapped into by being hypnotized so that's what betty and barney did to prove that you know this was around 1950s 1960s and their event occurred in new hampshire and I'm kind of jumping ahead, but it's relevant, and they said this happened. They got, they were back in their car so many hours later. A drive that should have took them two and a half hours ended up taking them like six, and they just felt like something was off, and they did not remember the events until they were hypnotized. I have seen people that I know hypnotized at the fair, and the guy that was with the group I was with, i I'm, been around him you know several times he was very mellow demeanored he was not you know very outgoing or you know joking around real a whole lot and they straight up hypnotized him and made him like cluck like a chicken and dance like a chicken and all kinds of craziness so I know from my own experiences it is possible unless he slipped him a 50 when he got up on there but for real like I do believe in that uh, that's a scientific method it's been proven that people can be hypnotized It's just whether or not you choose to believe it. They use it in therapy too. Right. Right. And it's just a method of, you know, being able to bring up repressed memories. You know, everybody's heard of being hypnotized. To bring up those repressed uh, subconscious memories to be able to remember things. And as you're able to work through them, if you know what those triggers are. Well, same thing for alien abduction. So for existence and function this is basically going to be my personal intuitive thoughts kind of covered it already but is it a possibility they're real I believe so based on all the people that have seen them plus I have a not a large amount of photos but I started getting interested in taking pictures of the sky and there's definitely things up there that are not shaped like regular airplanes okay I might actually end up sharing some of those during this um, episode's, like, social campaign. I've got to locate them, but I know I have them. And they're interesting. Now, could they be something made by man? Probably. There's a good possibility. But some of the stuff's just really, really awkward. And Spirit told me a couple things about... Their existence and function. So, and I know the difference between my own thoughts versus what spirit tells me comes in a different vibration and a different energy. Spirit pointed out the light beam. So, I believe in some cases, and you know, these are people that are really adamant that this happened to them. People that are, you know, predominant in society gives you reasons to believe them. Uh, There's something to do with quantum physics and quantum light that allows people to be either teleported somewhere like I was discussing this earlier spirit really did say that and then you go on the topic of why are they wanting to you know do experiments on our bodies now for more malevolent stuff sometimes they just want to have a chat you know evidently some people say they just want to chat about humanity there's been times that it has been said there was a random nuclear not meltdown but they disabled all the warheads all around i believe was it either world or in america how relevant or true that story is i'm not the one to say but they try to help humanity well in this situation Gets a little creepy because the next thing that spirit told me was when I asked myself this question, this is the answer I I got: certain extraterrestrial beings do not understand how humans have the type of soul that we do. Our sentience—they're curious of our sentience, and this you know goes to say like, well, if everything's made by a creator, which is still very, very uh, creating origin source of energy whether that be however you believe there is something about human sentience that intrigues these beings and they want to learn more about our energy because if they understand light vibration you know frequency and all that they have unlocked a whole branch of physics that we are not there you know we don't understand yet So for me, that's a point to where, like, you know, that makes sense. So are they studying our, uh, you know, bioforms, our earthly forms, our physical forms only? No, I don't think so. I truly think that they are actually studying our sentience because they see us in a different way. Uh, It's been said that they can cloak themselves as well. I would not classify extraterrestrials as a just a physical being an entity or entity I would classify them as a being which is able some of them able to move interdimensional which this is worth worth no, it's worth noting to bring up hatman again because the hatman story men in black um they were the ones that come to visit the guy in his bed that had started the UFO like world thing we talked about earlier and yeah that would mean that they would have to be interdimensional as well so I think it can sway both ways I think there's different types like I truly can like vibe with it am I deep in it not so much is not my biggest subject but I do believe that they can exist and then a couple popular examples told you about Betty and Barney um, and there's one story about a lady that was actually supposedly pulled, there was eyewitnesses to, uh, pulled out of her window in Manhattan and abducted, had uh, experiments run on her, and they actually found a foreign object in her nose. And supposedly when they went to remove it, there was nothing, it, when they saw it on x-ray, they went to remove it, it was not there. So I don't know the, the truth. Like down to the nitty-gritty of that story. I'm not going to see her in front. But there have been times that people have said that they have seen people float out of their their bedrooms on like the 50th story of a building. So that pretty much sums up everything I had to say about extraterrestrials slash interdimensional physical whatever beings, entities.
0: <laughs> we I have some experiences.
1: <laughs> Go for it.
0: So they're not physical-physical, like, you know what I mean. But I absolutely agree they're interdimensional only because of all the astral experiences I've had with them and they were different ones. So if you consider uh, Sasquatch to be interdimensional uh, or like an uh, alien or whatever you call it, I consider him to be an extraterrestrial of some sort. And then... I've had an experience where my guides had me like it was after like a hard time so sometimes my guides will have me do something fun and so we had a party on the astral realm and beings from all over the place were like invited and there were some extraterrestrial looking ones. Things that I've never seen or could even like make up or seen in movies or anything. It's like it's own thing. This The skin of this particular one was very, like... It almost looks slimy, but it wasn't. And it was, like, with blues and purples and pinks and blotchy. And it was really cool. And the thing with extraterrestrial, like, the ones that I come encounter with, they don't have... So, like, how humans have, like, a set of norms and stuff. Theirs are not the same. So like these, this thing was butt ass naked, and we were at this pool having like a pool party, and it's swimming, and it's you know not have clothes on, and it has similar you know body parts that humans <laughs> Got alien have. Alien
1: balls in your face.
0: <laughs> Literally though. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. But but like it it didn't see it as a as a problem because. I mean, we sexualize body parts of both genders, and they don't do that, and so they just have a grand old time and do whatever they want and don't care. And he's have he's like living life at this party. It was so funny.
1: That's crazy. Like I've never had an ex- personally an experience of such like seeing other types of what I would consider aliens. Now, mm-hmm. extraterrestrial for me means a lot of things, of course, and it should because the definition is very broad. It's anything not of earth. But as far as like the green alien that you see when you visit Roswell, for example, you know, and they they say they're genderless. Well, evidently certain experiences may not be so. <laughs>
0: well, this one, yeah. I think there might be more genders than we have
1: as well that's interesting because a lot of people just explain like nothing down there like there's Mm -hmm. nothing and it could be some aren't and some are Mm -hmm. there's i mean the possibilities are endless for the situation truly but i can say that i have seen things i cannot explain like lights in the sky and like large orbed lights all in kind of a pattern and just, I mean, I've seen many different things, but this was, like, way up in the sky. First, I thought they were the Chinese lanterns that people let go, you know, like, when somebody passes away, or there's a celebration, or they're doing, like, a, you know, letting go ceremony, Um, and I literally looked in the sky, made a, turn around a curve doing 50 miles an hour and it's not like going up or down hills it's just flat pretty much flat road and I just made a turn and the trees blocked for maybe 15-20 seconds and within that 15-20 seconds all and this was recently all the lights that I saw in the sky were gone there are certain hot spots though Uh, we have mentioned this I believe previously but very briefly and just touch on it real briefly again the 37th parallel of the longitude line around the earth and especially here in America I can say for here there is a lot of UFO or unidentified aerial phenomenon in that 37th parallel as well as a lot of paranormal phenomenon. So another thing I forgot to mention was our signature, Earth has an energy signature, you know, the Schumann residents, they can see, like if they can actually, like I was shown, if they can actually see and understand vibrations, frequency, and light, then they, and I really truly believe that, because if you look into like the pyramids, I saw things thing saying like the coordinates of the pyramid, which runs around near the 30 degree um, longitude line, if you type in, the number, the mathematical number for the speed of light, which is like 29 point something, something, something and to the 10,000th degree, I might be a little off there, then if you literally type that in and then you know the other longitude uh, number for the pyramids, it will bring you right to the pyramids in Egypt, the biggest one. So, I mean, that could be, I don't see how that can be faked. Like, I need to try it out for myself before I say it's like legit information here. But it's just something interesting. I think they understand lights. I think they un- a light energy. I think they understand frequency and vibration more than we do. They see our frequencies and waves. They see what we most humans cannot see. And there is some interest of our type to them. And that is pretty much my conclusion for extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm.
0: I had an experience too driving home. And this is when I was awake and not meditating or like sleeping But so I live near a major airport, right? And I'm driving and I kind of, a lot of planes fly overhead the one highway I drive on. But, so you know how you can like split your consciousness, like from real world to like astral at the same time? So that's what happened to me. And I saw a massive circular aircraft and I knew it wasn't ours because I was seeing it on the astral plane and not... In physical
1: right mm-hmm. yeah i was looking right now to see the 37th parallel and we're both fairly close to that area i might i don't i think you're you might be a tiny it's almost directly in the middle i'll put it to you that way so and where all this action happens but i couldn't get it pulled up fast enough it is okay we'll just say it's about in the middle because it is it's just interesting to think about and discuss and I always say keep your eyes to the sky because you will see some crazy stuff Mm -hmm. stuff that you may be able to explain and stuff that you may not be able to explain
0: yeah and, and I've even seen aircrafts on the astral realm and I'm like the fuck I've actually okay one of my first major like lucid astral experiences I somehow on the astral realm ended on a ship in space and there were these people there that looked like you and me they were men but there was just something a little different so they weren't a hundred percent human I don't think and I remember the one guy with a I don't know if he was Australian or if he had some kind of English accent he's like where the hell did you come from and I was like I don't even know man
1: you know, what's interesting about what you said is something I did leave out, which a lot of people might be screaming, especially if you're an enthusi- enthusiast or believer, like a full-fledged believer and study this stuff, is the whole Palladian thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the seven different Palladian planets and there was a war, and this is a whole conspiracy thing is what's basically said. But they say that, you know, part of European hair uh, her- uh, DNA would be part of Palladian hmm and they they palladians look like humans so mm-hmm. you said a british or and English. he had blonde hair so yeah they talk about that you know because i'm pretty sure you know what i'm talking about Yeah. Palladians. so uh that would just be interesting to fathom
0: mm-hmm. he was wearing a space like suit too
1: um uh, They say that they're indestructible suits. I've read that too. I did a lot of research to, you know, because I could talk about them, but I wanted to make sure that I, Mm -hmm. you know, did it an introductory justice.
0: Yeah, he's like, "How the hell did you get here?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know, man.
1: I don't even." Sounds like me. How the hell did you get here?
0: Yeah. Get off my lawn. Get off my aircraft, damn. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh God. Well, we are doing part 2 to this episode because it would be like 3 or 4 hours long and this isn't like a special feature like our Christmas episode. So that pretty much wraps up everything for our first part, which it will technically be uh episode no part 2 episode 10 and then we'll have part 3 of Dark Spirits, the abominable abominabra, abominabra. Yep. And we kind of broke it down into things like that are said to be pretty evil by some. And then the next set of things that we'll be discussing are things like elementals and human created spirits. And we're going to talk a little bit about shapeshifters and parasites and bugs and all the things that kind of remind you of features of what you would see on Earth. Mm hmm. And then at the very end, it's technically two parts because it's such a large episode, but we're going to talk about our conclusion at the end as well, overall, for the dark spirits. Because we are talking about dualism here, and we do realize that not everybody agrees with the things that we have shared here. Um, That is a very big part of dualism, though. It's the societal standards of having an opposition something that is opposite to another and it's a very big part of being human Uh, we also are hoping to take a neutralistic approach well guys we have decided to break up our dark malevolent entity energy spirit being episode (laughs) into two parts but it's not. you're not going to have to wait two weeks to be able to listen to it. So we're going to, for the next month, because our benevolent episode, since we are doing a duality type thing here, will probably be two parts too. So you will have a whole month of the Lights at Midnight podcast to be able to listen to. That is ultimately our goal, but at least we're achieving it now. So, (laughs) it's going to be pretty cool. We're just going to go ahead and we're going to split it up. So, next week, we will be talking about, we'll start off with elementals and kind of talk about things that more resemble earthly, like creatures. So, this episode definitely was more about things that may not actually be here as much as they are physical. So, they'll be more spiritual than physical these things sometimes may be more physical than spiritual but they're still both if you get my gist drift just drift yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's a tomato Tomato. i think that's a uh dialect thing Mm. yeah because we say just here
0: gotcha yeah we say
1: potatoes
0: up in new york we kind of just uh say what comes to our mind you know And the words of Taylor Swift Ooh look what you made me do Look what you made me do Look what you just made me do Look what you just made me do
1: do." I totally look And this is where people unsubscribe again I don't listen to Taylor Swift so I'm just gonna go with it I'm just gonna go with it I don't trust
0: nobody and nobody Trusts me I'll be the (laughs) actress starring in your Bad dreams Well that is our outro for this Episode
1: (laughs) um but yeah we hope you enjoyed the first half if you have any questions concerns comments or would like to be featured on our podcast and your origin stories please contact us at lights at midnight at gmail.com mm-hmm. And you can find us on all social platforms pretty much except for like Snapchat because I'm too old to have a Snapchat. M probably has one, but I do not. Um, I'm sure there's other people my age that have Snap. But anyways, you can find us there. We have a pretty cool thing going on TikTok and we get in there on Instagram. We got a lot of friends and on Instagram that we chat with sometimes some super awesome people. But yeah, find us on our socials. Snapchat is choogy. That's a that must be a dialect and <laughs> words because I'm totally not following.
0: <laughs> it's okay. We'll let the younger generations, uh, you know, tell what tell people what that means.
1: Yes, yes. So look for a bonus type drop. It won't be quite a bonus. It'll be a part two to this episode next Monday. So stay tuned. And until next time. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out.
0: Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up.